This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, let's get to Buck's decisions because I got a lot of emails. We'll get to a few of them. But I know a lot of the complaints is how he handled this bullpen for the final nine out. So let's take this piece by piece. You've got the middle of the order coming up in the seventh inning. Let's play the choice game. Who should Buck Showalter go to in the seventh inning? Right-hander Elias Diaz, left-hander Ryan McMahon, right-hander Randall Gritchick. It's the heart of the order. You want to say it's their best hitters? I, I don't know. I mean, Chris Bryant's on their bench. Charlie Blackman is not coming up this inning, but certainly Elias Diaz fits into that. He's had an incredible year. Where do you want to go? Uh, Seriously, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to David Robertson in the seventh inning? Probably not. Now, we haven't seen him do that very often. It is the heart of the order, but he's probably also thinking, hey, if I hold on to this lead in the ninth inning, it's probably going to be the heart of the order. You know, assuming I don't get one, two, three, one, two, three, but even if I do, I think that would mean my closer in the ninth inning is facing nine, one, and two, which are three of their best hitters. So David Robertson is not the realistic option. Do you want to go to Adam Adovino in the seventh inning of this game? Do you want to go to Adam? Now, is Adam Adovino available? Let me think about this. So he pitched the night before, and he also pitched the night before that. So you're looking at a three straight day performance by Adam Adovino if you go to him. Is he realistically available? Probably not. Do you want to go to Drew Smith, who has not been great over the last few weeks? You want to go to him. Do you want to go to Brooks Raley again? Now, there's one lefty in this inning, but it's righty, lefty, righty. We do know Raley has not been just a lefty specialist. So you got him as an option. And then you've got Jeff Brigham, which is where Buck Showalter goes to. Here's my point of this little diatribe. And I've said this a lot about Aaron Boone. So now I'm going to say it about Buck Showalter. These were not great options. And that's the underlying issue that this Met team has. We can pick apart his managing in the seventh inning. But remember, because any of those choices I mentioned, fine. Like you, you can make an argument for any one of them. Any one of them. But understand, all of those options are incredibly flawed. None of those options are good options. None of them. So he goes to Jeff Brigham. That's what he does in the seventh inning of this game. And he promptly gives up a double and a two-run home run, and the Rockies have flipped the scoreboard and taken the lead. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, even though I would have been wrong, but I want to give you a first guess. 
when Brigham gives up a double, a home run, and a hit batsman, I'm getting his ass out of the game. That's me. That's how I would have managed this. Buck kept him in, and to Brigham and Buck's credit, he gets the next three guys out. By the way, I just want to make something clear about Brigham. I know there's no N in his name. It's B-R-I-G-H-A-M. And yet, as much as I try to say Brigham, the N just comes out. Brigham. Like I'm bringing something. Even though it's not, it's Brigham. So I just want to make that clear. Okay, good. But I, but I would have taken him out. I mean, he, he puts three guys on base. He gets a double, a home run, a hit batsman. I would have gone to Drew Smith, but Buck got it right, right? Kept him in. He gets the three outs. The Mets are down a run. Here's the problem. The Mets in the eighth inning now, down a run, go down one, two, three. And it was meekly, meekly to Justin Lawrence. Then in the eighth, he goes to Drew Smith. Again, one of those options you could have argued for, for pitching the seventh inning. And what does Drew Smith do? Walk out. RBI triple, RBI single, and a one-run game becomes a three-run game. Not that it matters because the heart of the Met order went down one, two, three on like seven pitches. This is not a defense of Buck Showalter. I don't want you to take it that way. Here's how I want you to take this discussion on handling the bullpen on Saturday night, and we'll get to Sunday too. It's that they don't have good options. And so it's really a knock on Billy Epler, that these are not great options. You know, once Justin Verlander only gives you five innings, where are you going? Now, you want to keep Dominic Leone in for another inning after he pitched a clean six? Uh, okay, I, I guess. I, I mean, sure. Now, most of the time, you get a good inning from a reliever. Your thought is, I got my good inning. Let me thank the good Lord, and let me get the hell out of here. So you want to argue Leone, Drew Smith, Adovino a third straight day, Brooks Raley, whatever you want to throw out there, let's all agree on this. The options all suck. They showed a lot of fight coming back into the game. That's great. I still went to sleep pissed off, as we all did. Because you could show as much fight as you want. They lost the game. That's the bottom line. Now we get to Sunday, the finale of this three-game series. Tyler Miguel. I mean, he is, he's missed the whip, bro. And he puts so many guys on base. What I always say, though, is if you can leave those guys on base, I don't care. So in the first inning, he puts two guys on with two outs. He strikes out Randall Gritchick. Great. He puts the first two guys on base in the second inning, gets the next three guys out. Great. Or gets the next two guys out because he picked the guy off. Great. So when he's putting guys on base, but he's finding a way to get out of it, as annoying as it may be, he's doing his job. But the third inning was a disaster because immediately he makes a defensive miscue. Pete Alonzo fields a grounder. He flips it to Miguel, and he can't catch it. I don't want to waste too much time on this, but yes, I hear you. When a pitcher makes an error, the run should be earned. Unearned for the team, earned for that pitcher. Okay, now do I lose sleep over this? I do not. Okay, I do not. It's not It's not a baseball scoring issue that bothers me all that much, but I hear you and I understand you. But McGill, after the error, gets the next two guys out. Next two guys are out. So it looks like he's going to get through the inning. 
And then he gives a back-to-back, two-out RBI singles by the pain-in-the-ass Colorado Rockies. Oh, my God. Are they not pains in the asses? They are a great clutch-hitting team. They were a great clutch-hitting team in this series. They are a great clutch-hitting team throughout this season at 24-30, and whatever their record is. So McGill gives up the two two two-out hits. We're down 2 nothing, and then we have the inning that made us all moist. Lead-off double Pete Alonzo, ground-out Vientos, walk Marte, a clutch two-run double by Tommy Pham, a walk to Marcana, an RBI single by Eduardo Escobar, and then it's all capped off, up 2 nothing, by, or up 3 nothing by Francisco Javier Piazza Alvarez. If there is one positive, we can take out of this entire weekend. It's A, Buck played them all three games. B, Buck batted him second in the finale of this series. And three, he's a monster. He hits his eighth home run of the season. He has 19 RBIs. Francisco Alvarez has not just taken the catching job. He's taken the mantle as one of the best hitters on this team and one of the most clutch hitters on this team. I mean, think about in just the last two weeks, the amount of clutch hits Francisco Alvarez has had. Not just hits, not just home runs, not just moonshots. That's great. That's fantastic. The clutch hits. The three-run home run the night before that tied the game. The home run from the Tampa Bay game. The two-out RBI single from the Cleveland game. It really is massive. Like massive hits by Francisco Alvarez. I think back to that at bat he had earlier this season against Josh Hader where he looked so overmatched. And now you think about him in these spots, he's probably the guy you want up in a big spot, maybe more than anybody else. But the buzzkill from all of this is a six-run fourth inning. It's six to two. I'm thinking Tyler McGill's going to give you a shutdown inning because he got the first two guys out in the fourth inning. And again, much like I did the night before, my brain is going to a good place. Win this series, okay, three and three road trip, not the worst thing in the world. Good job by this team. The offense is clicking. We come home against the Phillies feeling good. I did not see the meltdown coming. And maybe that's my fault. Maybe I'm the schmuck. Maybe that's my problem. Two outs and nobody on in the fourth. Single, single, walk. Double, bases clearing double by McMahon. RBI double by Randall Gritchick. And we're freaking tied. Like, we got that six-run inning and got to enjoy ourselves for about 10 minutes before the Colorado Rockies had an just an onslaught against Tyler McGill. Now let's play the game again. Did you want Tyler McGill out of the game in the fourth inning? Okay. I'm hearing some people say yes. Yeah, after the back-to-back hits. Yeah, after the walk. Yeah, after the Ryan McMahon bases clearing double. Okay, for whom? And that's the problem. For whom? When the fifth inning comes around, and this game is tied at sixth, after the Mets blew a great opportunity in the fifth, Pete Alonzo had the leadoff triple, and then he did nothing wrong. He ran on contact on the ground ball to third, but Ryan McMahon made a hell of a play, and that play felt like it turned the game. Because the Mets should have taken the lead. They should have instantly taken the lead right back. Now, does that mean they win? Probably not. Not with this garbage bullpen. But Ryan McMahon makes this great play, throwing out Alonzo at the plate. 
The Met offense basically went to sleep after that. And this game is tied. And now we're in the fifth inning. And again, who should come in? Should Dominic Leone come in? Yeah, probably. Pitched well the night before. Well, he goes to Steven Nagosik, Mr. Longman. And he got destroyed. Now, here's my issue. And this is not pivoting towards ripping Billy Epler. This is a buck issue. My buck issue is can you get him out of the game before it gets out of hand? Now, I also understand, eyes wide open, that none of the options to replace him are that good. We all get that. But once Nagosik gives up double, double, home run, line out, walk, home run, is there not a point in the middle of that sequence where you say, I'm best suited to get him out of the game? Like, I should get him out of the game for whomever. It doesn't even, Leon, Brigham, Hunt, whoever you want at that point. Double, double, home run, line out, walk. Before that, why is McMahon coming up facing uh, Stephen Agosa? Like, at that point, why don't you go to Brooks Raley? Why not keep the game close? Because the Colorado Rockies broke the game open. It's 11-6. And as much as it's Coors Field and anything can happen, you're down 11-6 with 12 outs to play. You're asking a lot to come back in that spot. And what was so infuriating is that every other crappy reliever that Buck used after the Nagosic implosion actually pitched well. Dominic Leone comes in, strikes out the side. Jeff Brigham comes in, pitches a 1-2-3 inning. Tommy Hunter gets two outs. Brooks Raley gets a big out. So the rest of this terrible bullpen actually did a good job, but Buck allowed Steven Nagosik to get his ass kicked. Look, if you take him out and you go to any one of those relievers and they also get bombed, there's a pretty good chance I'm sitting here on the Rico saying, hey, look, what do you want Buck to do? Kind of like I did about the Saturday game. Like, I get it. I'm not just going to kill you every single time. But in that fifth inning, you got to get him out of the game. He's Steven Nagosik. He's not good. If you have a bad reliever struggling, get him out and hope that one of your other bad relievers will have a good day. That, that's all I'm saying. Now let's get to some other things, including the pinch hitting decisions. So here's the pinch hitting decision I had a problem with. Seventh inning of the game, Mets make it 11-7 when Francisco Lindor hits his ninth home run of the season. They get a two-out triple by Starling Marte, and Tommy Pham draws a walk. At that point, Peter Lambert's taken out for the hard-throwing Daniel Bard. 